0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, October 24th. I'm Jonathan All in for Wayne Pratt. It's the time of year for pumpkin patches and apple orchards. Those pick-your-own venues are part of agricultural tourism and provide an important connection between farms and cities.
1: So getting out on the farm, you know, being able to see that apple they picked where it came from rather than just going and picking it up in the grocery store um, is a fun and exciting thing.
0: A look at the growing agritourism industry. That story is coming up on The Gateway. Emergency room physicians at St. Louis Children's Hospital are seeing more children admitted with a common respiratory virus than usual. St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Fenton reports the rise in cases could mean that more people will get sick from other viruses this winter.
1: Since late September, Children's has admitted around 80 children each week with respiratory syncytial virus. RSV is a common virus that causes coughing, fever, and other cold-like symptoms. It can be dangerous, especially in infants and very young children. Dr. Jamie Condis is a pediatric emergency physician at Children's. She says admissions for the virus usually peak midwinter. Respiratory viruses are just a little unpredictable right now ever since uh, 2020. We're not really sure what they're going to be since we had a couple years there where we had left. Condis says because the emergency room's crowded, parents should go to their pediatricians or an urgent care clinic if they suspect their child has RSV. But if their child's very young and has a fever of over 101 or trouble breathing, they should go to the ER. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Months of drought are making the Mississippi River nearly unnavigable for barges, and it's coming at an inopportune time for farmers looking to ship their harvest. Barge traffic is moving very slowly down the Mississippi River to ports in New Orleans, with loads of corn and soybeans parked along the route, waiting for a turn to move through what little shipping channel is left in the low water. Mike Steenhook is with the Iowa-based Soy Transportation Coalition. He says farmers are feeling the effects across the region. Not only just on the Mississippi River, but the rivers that feed into it, like the Ohio River, like the Illinois River. So you're seeing all these areas where the price farmers are being offered has dropped. Steenhook says other modes of transportation, like trucks or trains, are either not available or too expensive. It will take significant rainfall to get the rivers back to normal levels. The upcoming midterm election is the first that Missouri's new election law will affect. As St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Kellogg reports, one organization says it's already affecting its election-related work.
1: In addition to requiring Missouri voters to present a valid form of photo ID to cast their ballot, the nearly 60-page law also makes changes to the state's voter registration process. People are no longer allowed to get paid for registering voters, and those who sign up, 10 or more people, must register to the Secretary of State's office. Marilyn McLeod, president of the League of Women Voters of Missouri, says the law has already impacted their work. We have two paid staff, and so they will not do any related activity because we don't want any sort of chance that they be prosecuted for doing what is really a wonderful civic engagement in our democracy. The league has joined the Missouri NAACP in filing two lawsuits against the legislation. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The city of Festus is still under a boil advisory until further notice after a large water main broke Saturday. Crews were able to repair the break Saturday, but according to city officials, the advisory will remain until the city receives water analysis results. As a result, the Festus R6 school district is closed on Monday. According to the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, those under a boil advisory should boil water for three minutes before drinking, diluting beverages, food preparation, or brushing teeth. For many people, fall is marked by taking trips to the pumpkin patch, getting lost in a corn maze, or catching a hayride. All of those activities are part of agricultural tourism, and it's a booming industry. As Harvest Public Media's excret Nunez reports, welcoming visitors to their farms is also a source of income for producers. Hi, am I ready?
2: It's a crisp fall afternoon at the P-Bar Farms, and Lauren Leepshire is driving families on his tractor to take them to his pumpkin patch. We're almost there. I see the pumpkins. Liebsherr has been running his seasonal agritourism attraction for 21 years in the small town of Hydro, Oklahoma. The main farm attraction is his 10-acre corn maze, one of Oklahoma's first.
0: We started with just three things. We had a pumpkin patch, a corn maze, and a petting zoo.
2: Liebscher says he got into the agritourism business after he grew tired and stressed from being a wheat farmer. He got the idea to do a corn maze from an article in an ag magazine about a farmer making big profits off his maze.
1: He said, "Okay, the corn in the maze is worth $1,000. Or he said, I just grossed $100,000 doing agritainment. Do you think I really care about the corn?
2: (laughs) The U.S. Department of Agriculture estimates that agritourism Everything from corn mazes to apple orchards has grown to nearly a billion-dollar industry. Kendra Meyer is an agritourism specialist for Iowa State University's Extension Office. She says one reason why people are visiting farms more is because they like to see where their food comes from.
1: More and more people are moving to urban areas, and so people are removed just one step further from the farm life. And so getting out on the farm, you know, being able to see that apple they picked where it came from, rather than just going and picking it up in the grocery store, um, is a fun and exciting thing.
2: Myers says farmers she talks to typically get into agritourism as a way to make a side income. But it also allows farmers to share their story with visitors.
1: And when you share that with, you know, just someone coming on your farm, it, it gives you a connection that you feel immediately with that farmer. And at least for me, I know it makes me feel good about buying my produce there because it's someone you trust, it's someone you know.
2: Gerilyn and Alan Huffling have run their Huffling Pumpkin Patch and Corn Maze near Marcus, Iowa as a side business for the past 26 years. They say they've never really thought of themselves as an agritourism attraction. They don't charge visitors to enter their patch, only for the pumpkins people pick off the vine. Gerilyn says they set it up every year because they genuinely enjoy having families visit their farm.
1: Our passion for starting the pumpkin patch was having a place for families to go. I always tell people first and foremost, we are a pumpkin patch. I want people to go out and pick. That's part of the fun.
2: But getting started in agritourism isn't the easiest thing to do. Tara Peters and her husband have owned a pumpkin patch in Rolla, Missouri for 12 years. So when we started the pumpkin patch, you know, we kind of didn't know what we were doing. Today, Peters is a member of the Missouri Farm Bureau's Agritourism Committee. She says they learned from other farmers how to build up their business. When you're starting out, that's who you rely on. People that have done it before, and then you come share what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then you grow from there. Back on the Peabar bar farms, a three-year-old girl is looking around to pick out her first pumpkin us
1: yeah, over here. It's too awesome.
2: yeah let's go find a different one. It's moments like these Lauren Lepcher says he'll miss. After two decades, he's put his farm up for sale. His wife had health issues last year and he says it's time to move on.
0: And it'll be hard for me because it's been such a huge part um, of my life and, and I've spent a lot of time and effort in agritourism.
2: Leapshire hopes the next owner of his corn maze will put as much passion into the business as he did. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Xcret Nunez.
0: That story was produced in partnership with Harvest Public Media, a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest, including St. Louis Public Radio. It reports on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. Follow Harvest on Twitter at HarvestPM. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio News, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway.